0: Hey, welcome to episode 84 of the Hockey Free For All podcast. I am your host, Stephen Stiles. And yes, we are back again for yet another episode already. Anyways, we have a variety of things to chat about this week. There has been all kinds of things going on some that would be fantastic, and some that are, let's just call them, highly questionable at the moment. and We'll get to all those, but let's start off with William Nylander's new contract. It's great that the Toronto Maple Leafs got him under contract long term. He's had a really, really good season after having a really, really good season last year. He has really established himself as one of the top players in the league. It's funny, his name is constantly left out of the Leon Draisaitl, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, Mitch Marner conversations. He's right in there with that group. He's got a hell of a shot, man. I mean, he may not be as fluid of a skater as, say, a McDavid or something, but he is a really good, complete player, and I'm glad Toronto was able to lock him down. What's weird about this is the fact that everybody is talking about salary, salary, cap oh my god are they going to be able to do this or how, how are they going to fit all these 11 and 10 million dollar players under cap well two things going on one not only is the cap going up next year but there's a lot of player contracts on that roster that are expiring for openers john traveris's contract is done after next season there's a nice 11 million dollars off the cap you've got a whole bunch of players they signed this year such as max domi you've got tyler bertuzzi and you got tj brody Well, Brody's $5 million. Bertuzzi is $5.5 million. Max Domi is $3 million. They all come off the books next year. So Toronto is fine. What is with the people just losing their mind, going, oh my God, how are they going to do this? How are they going to place this? There's a lot of significant contracts coming off the books next year, as well as John Tavares's contract who comes off 11 million dollars the following year. So and again when that year starts, the cap will go up again that off season. So Toronto's doing just fine. People need to stop losing their minds or just creating chaos for the fun of it it doesn't do anything as a matter of fact it's really really unprofessional that that's what it really is everybody's like oh no, we're trying to create noise trying to trying to create a story no you're not no no you're causing unnecessary stress chaos it's unprofessional it's it's trying to make stories out of nothing it's trying to steer up controversy none of that is ever good and believe me we're going to continue on that on some different topics today for sure As that just unfortunately seems to kind of be seeping into all kinds of things, which is a really, really bad sign for society, to say the least. And now, as the conversation normally centers around or focuses on the Montreal Canadiens, let's go to that organization for a second, where apparently there's a lot of people talking about how or what will the Montreal roster finally look like when it's done, and there's this desire to trade for constant people available out there that everybody's like, oh, he'd do better than what the Montreal Canadiens either already have or as their prospects. No, the Montreal Canadiens, again, fortunately, like a lot of other teams, there's reason why they've chosen the management personnel that they have they obviously have a clue understand their job and are qualified for their job where that escapes the majority of the people that want to trade for all these people and just mortgage a team's future away now let's look at a really legitimate roster that they could put together on the ice next year. For all those people that are starting to say, you know, well, when's this going to come together and who's going to be on it? And Oh, we need to trade away this person and that person. Here's a starting six defensive pairing for the long-term Montreal roster. Right defense, David Reinbacher. Left defense, Lane Hudson. Right defense, Logan Mylou. Left defense, Caden Gooley. Right defense, Arbor Jackye. Left defense, Jaden Struble. Seventh defenseman, Jordan Harris. That's how deep they are. And that still leaves a ton of prospects that they have that are going to end up being trade bait. I mean, they'll hold on to them as long as they can, as long as they cannot turn into RFAs and go test the market. They'll have them for that long. But the good news on that is Montreal should be able to continue with that type of depth to be able to, when necessary, because they can't retain them all, trade them, and continue to gain assets, chips, draft capital, whatever you want to call it, for the long-term stability and success of the organization. That's your defense. Offensively, line one, Joshua Roy, Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield. Line two, Alex Newhook, Kirby Doc, Yurav Slavkovsky Line three, Philip Massar or Emil Heinemann at right wing, Owen Beck, Sean Farrell. Line four, Jesse Ulanen, Lucas Condata, or Oliver Kapanen, Michael Pozzetta or Riley Kidney. So as you even started getting into those three and four lines, you've got multiple options at those lines or for those lines or on those lines. And in goal, I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of people that are jumping on the Sam Mountain Bow bandwagon as far as not only has he earned his contract, he's the number one guy, he's going to be the next 50 to 60 game goaltender. I'm at the point, yes, he earned his new contract. Beyond that, let's be honest. I mean, he didn't look real good against San Jose. And when you don't look good against San Jose, there's a problem because they're having a really, really bad year. They're having like a, we're an AHL team or ECHL team. And that's not to be insulting to those leagues, but this is the NHL, not the AHL or the ECHL. And that's how untalented that team is this year. And to lose to them at home and some of those goals shouldn't have gone in. They they really shouldn't have. So that's why I'm not in the oh yeah, he's the next star goaltender 50-60 game. That should have been a win. Now, as for goaltending, and of course the three-headed monster as people are calling it, Jake Allen, as we've already talked about, is definitely the odd man out. I'd be really surprised if after the trade deadline, he's still there. But I'm gonna make a case that the number one goaltender likely should be and is, and I say this because the team plays better in front of him. Than they do any other goaltender. When Caden Primo is in goal, it's like it brings an extra element of effort from the team. They want to play in front of him. They feel more secure in his abilities. And I'm not taking anything away from Sam Montembeau, but Caden Primo has a presence that Montembeau doesn't command from his teammates. Now, some people would say, oh, that's unfair, or you just got something against Montembeau. I don't. Watch it on the ice. They want to play for Primo like teams wanted to play for Wah. Teams wanted to play for Price. He's commanding something from the players. His presence is making a statement. What that is, I have no idea, but you can tell there's a difference in the games that he plays. They are more of a collective unit as a team. They are more persistent on offense. They're pushing the puck harder into the offensive zone. They have more confidence in him as a goaltender. Just look at the difference between the game in Philadelphia and San Jose. Those are two recent games the team definitely played different in front of each goaltender. There's no question about that, but the good news is, is even if none of these existing current goaltenders end up being the very, very long-term solution, it gives time for Jacob Dobish to develop in Laval, which I hope Carey Price is having the opportunity to work with him a lot. It gives college goaltender Jacob Fowler, QHL goaltender Quentin Miller, Russian goaltending prospect Evgeny Vulikin, time to develop, and let's see what those guys turn into. And I think there is a long-term solution in either Jacob Fowler, who will be the most commonly mentioned one because people are going to be able to see him. He's obviously playing in a North American uh, program at the NCAA at Boston College, where Evgeny Velikin is not going to be seen by a lot of people, so people are going to have to depend more on reporting, scouting, things like that nature. But I think one of those two is definitely the long-term solution for goaltending in Montreal if Caden Primo or Sam Montembeau is not now the next topic up is regarding two teams regarding a trade that they made this week and this was originally going to be maybe 90 seconds to three minutes of a topic but this has turned into something that i am just at a loss for not only as a fan of sports But as a human being, because this has taken turns and twists that are just unacceptable. So earlier this week, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks shipped off defenseman, highly touted prospect Jamie Drysdale and a second round pick in the 2025 draft to the Philadelphia Flyers. In return, the Philadelphia Flyers sent to the Anaheim Ducks left wing USA prospect Cutter Gauthier. And that should have been it. That should have been the end of the holy cow. Yes, it was a big trade. Yes, it involved top prospects. But to have watched what it's unfolded into is very, very concerning. Extremely concerning. And what I mean by that is you have organizations that their coaches, well, if they don't want us, we don't want them. Or if he's not in with us, we're not in with him. Grow up, first of all. That's the number one thing, grow up. That, that's an extreme lack of maturity, professionalism. Obviously, the prospect, Cutter Gauthier, had a personal issue. He didn't want to play for the Philadelphia Flyers. Okay, what's the big deal? You got ample trade value in return. You got a stud, right-handed, highly drafted, highly touted 21-year-old defenseman, plus a second-round pick in the 2025 draft. You have covered your team, its needs, and its talent level very well. Be done with it. Number one. But that's the lesser of the two problems. Now, and we're going to take a trip back to the summer of 2023 for a second, you had these absolute morons and idiots out there threatening prospect David Reinbacher with death threats and all kinds of insults to an 18-year-old kid because these idiots didn't think the Montreal Canadiens should have drafted him number five overall in the 2023 draft. Who the hell are these people that think they can make threats like that? That was bad enough. Okay? And we've already covered that issue. Now, with prospect Cutter Gauthier, since this trade has happened, the 19-year-old kid, or should I say a 19-year-old teenager who's done nothing to anybody, but apparently because there's these morons out there that are, well, I'm a Philadelphia Flyer fan and you know, everybody has to be all in and committed to them as much as I am. You know what? Take your fan status down a notch, okay? I get it. You're a fan of a sports team, okay? That does not entitle you in any way to make a threat to a prospect or anybody else. And that's what Cutter Gauthier is receiving from these morons are now death threats to a 19-year-old kid that are offended because he didn't want to play for their team. Really? That seems like a really rational idea, concept, behavior. What is wrong with people? Grow up, act your age, realize what you're talking about is about as relevant as flypaper in the overall big picture. You're talking about a team that you're a fan of, and you really think because somebody doesn't want to play for your team, that's a legitimate reason to pose or provide or send a death threat to them? What is wrong with people like that? And like I said, this was going to be a really short topic within this episode, but that is just really disturbing that people are behaving like that those people need to be rounded up collected and gotten rid of from society that is one of the biggest problems in societies are those kinds of idiots that are doing things like that that really think they have an opinion to voice or that something so irrelevant as a player being traded from your organization constitutes the response of a death threat to them i mean that is incompetency stupidity ignorance and a moron in total perfect definition of each one. That is just absurd. Moving on to more pleasant player news around the league, there's apparently now rumors going around that, oh, Trevor Zegras might be available. Montreal should trade whatever or whoever to acquire him. No, they shouldn't. No. Nope. Again, what is with the desire to mortgage your team's future? All the great prospect talents that they've Collected and are bringing to the organization that are either already there or on their way, still coming. What is with people that want to trade everybody? Oh well, you know this prospect in this organization's better. Why? What? What is justifying? What is the measuring criteria or measuring stick that everybody automatically thinks that Trevor Zegers is better than anything that Montreal has? How is he better than Nick Suzuki? How is he better than Kirby Doc? And you can't really measure Kirby Doc whether he's better or not against Trevor Zegers. Because Doc's been injured last year and this year. But I think pure talent upside, I think Doc is better, number one. Number two, I don't think Trevor Zegers is the complete offensive, defensive player that Nick Suzuki is. I don't think he's the clutch player that Nick Suzuki is. Yeah, Trevor Zegers played with Cole Caulfield in the NCAA. Okay, you know what? Maybe when Trevor Zegers becomes a free agent at 27, maybe he can go sign with the Montreal Canadiens. But again, right now, if you look at the roster that I read off earlier, and that doesn't include all the prospects that Montreal has, they have more prospects than they have roster spots. And there's no reason that those prospects and that talent shouldn't be given first opportunity up front to make that organization before Montreal acquires anything. And again, Trevor Zegers, even if you acquired him right now, which by the way, now he's out for at least two months with a uh, ankle injury, isn't going to be the difference maker on that They're not that close. Back to William Nylander for a second. His contract now, everybody's like, oh my God, that's going to be the new contract that everybody's going to be measured against. No, it's not. Not everybody is in that talent level. Not everybody is going to be making eight-year, $92 million, $11.5 million a year. Yeah, the cap's going up, but the NHL can't afford that. And if the NHL contracts start exploding like they have in the NFL and NBA for a long time like they have, that league doesn't have the revenue to. Television wise, or anything else, to support everybody making 11, 12, 15, or more million dollars a season on the roster. That's just not going to happen. One unfortunate thing about the Montreal Canadiens this week, though, is they did finally get bitten by. waiver wire after putting defensive prospect gustav lindstrom on waivers to go back down to the Laval rockets unfortunately the anaheim mighty ducks claimed him so montreal has lost that prospect for nothing and that's the unfortunate part about that had he been traded that would have been one thing i hate to see montreal lose anything and not gain a draft asset for that but I want to wrap up this episode with just how ridiculous it is that we've now seen death threats to an 18 year old defensive prospect of the Canadians in the summer of 2023 because idiots didn't agree with the draft pick and now by a 19 year old kid that was drafted by the Philadelphia Flyers that didn't want to play for him for personal reasons which by the way nobody is owed an explanation or needs to know why it's for personal reasons and that's all that needs to be said nobody needs to have an inside knowledge or anybody that sits there well I demand to know you don't demand anything you're nobody but this situation now is getting ridiculous that draft prospects young players or for that matter it doesn't matter if the player was a 30 year old plus player in the league there are some real issues in society that need to be addressed these kind of people just need to be rounded up this is just unacceptable behavior it really really is and I really hope that this is a very flash in the pan, just happens to be happening right now, currently, and things like that, because this is something that really, really needs to be addressed. There's a lot of issues that people think are major problems. This is a major problem with people behaving like that. On that note, thank you for tuning into episode 84 of the Hockey Free for All podcast. I am your host, Steven Styles. Have a great week, and hopefully, nobody else gets any dumb threats.